HitMX Network Production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody on this Monday. Monday? What am I talking about? It's Thursday. That's right, folks. It's a week off on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, and I'm feeling it. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is back. Uh, we took a week off to, uh, to relax and re- refresh, and uh, we're coming back this weekend hard and fast for Bud's Creek, which is round five of the Lucas Oil AMA National Motocross Championships. Looking excited. Uh, going to be looking forward and be excited for what we're going to see this weekend. Great weather, so that's number one. We've had uh, had some uh, really bad rains at Bud's Creek over the years, but uh, this weekend should be great. Um, the week off, I wonder who it's going to affect, who it's not going to affect. We'll see if you've got uh, if you've had a season that's not going so well. Um, then perhaps you needed that week off, uh, and if you, if not, then uh, you wanted to keep it going. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Fly Racing, one of the fastest growing MX and off road riding apparel and hard part brands in the North American market, distributed in 40-plus countries worldwide. We are going to have Steve Cox on, Jason Wygant, and Jason Thomas to uh, preview Bud's Creek and look forward to what we're going to see from here. And uh, can't, uh, can't wait to see what we, uh, those guys have to say. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Taking your calls, uh, much better to look at than uh, the Titch Legendary, is uh, my wife, Pookie Mathis. What's up, Pookie? Hello, hello. Thanks for, thanks for filling in for Tits. No problem. You're better looking. And uh, we'll see if you can do the same good enough job, though. I'll try. Right. 702-586-7857. Call in right now if you want. We'll open the phone lines early before we get to our first guest. Let me know what you're thinking uh, about Bud's Creek, what you're thinking about the National Series, and uh, any opinions or thoughts going ahead. Uh, Is Tyler Rattray, did he turn the corner um, at high point with his 4-4? It was by far his best ride. Will we continue to see Villapoto dominate? Is Michael Essie going to be better? Uh, he was better at high, high point. So uh, Adam Cirillo is coming back this weekend. So debut what, what? for him. Uh, Will Hahn, Geico Honda, looking forward to that. Uh, Pookie, how does Adam Cirillo do this weekend? 1-1, one, one, bro. All right, okay, fantastic. Glad to see there's still no common sense going on in that corner, uh, regardless of who sits there. Um, so let me, know what, let me know what you guys think of Adam, of uh, Will Hahn, who's coming back. Geico Honda's Will Hahn, and then uh, – Anything else on your mind? We're going to give away random caller, going to get fly tour roller gear bag and a fly neat freak backpack, flyracing.com. Supporting the show, stepping up, giving away prizes, uh, a backpack and a uh, gear bag. 150 bucks retail value. So thanks to those guys for, uh, for doing that. Um, appreciate it. And without, this, without those guys, the show wouldn't happen. Flyracing.com, the official gear of choice of Jason Thomas when he raced. Okay, so... I looked at the results last year for Bud's Creek. That was something that uh, interested me to see. And uh, guess what? Brock Tickle got second last year. That's right, Brock Tickle. Who knew? Um, he always does fairly well at Bud's. He did well the year before on the PC team. And uh, last year in the 450s, first time, he got second place behind, of course, Ryan Dungey. So maybe this weekend, Brock Tickle's going to turn it around on the RCH uh, Suzuki. I'm not sure, but... Based on last year's results, it looks like he likes Bud's Creek. I do remember um, Brock Tickle doing well on the light spike, too, at Bud's Creek. So this is his track. This is what we're going to see. So looking forward to that. And uh, with that, phone line's already lit up. Emma, what's going on? Thank you for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's, what's on your mind? Um, so I had a question. So in the past, like, two weeks, you uh, kept, uh, kept talking or, um Ryan Villapoto looks a lot like Ricky Carmichael to you. Um, if both racers were at the peak of the peak of their and they were in a battle, who do you think would win? Good question. Um, they look a lot as far as their riding styles uh, and the way they attack. I don't think they look much alike off the bike, but that's okay. Um, you know what? That's a good question. I got. I mean, as good as RV is, and as dominant as RV is, I was there for almost every race of Ricky's career, and. I mean, he he's just he's just best ever outdoors. How can yeah. you you know how can you? RV's awesome. He's great. Um, he's won a ton, but I got to go with RC on that just because. Um, oh. Yeah, I just RC's just proven to be the greatest outdoor guy ever, and uh, RV's on his way, but not yet. 
Do you think um, RV is at the peak of his career, or is there more to come? No, I think this is as good as he's going to get. What is he, 26? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. It's probably, probably yeah. he's right now probably at the peak. And, uh, you, you know, it's impressive that he's doing as well as he did, considering, you know, he's missed some major time with some major injuries to uh, to the knees, both knees. And um, uh, uh, he got sick in, in 2009 and was sick for a while. It's impressive that he's as good as he is, even coming back from all those major knee injuries. So it's good for him. All right. Thanks for your uh, opinion. Thanks, Emma. All Bye. Right. Fly Moto Racing, uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Um, looking forward to Bud's Creek. So Brock Tickle, can he do it again? Uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Also, Blake Baggett won Bud's Creek last year. But, of course, this year I don't think Blake Baggett is the same Blake Baggett as he was last year. But he did win the overall. Barsha won a moto. So, um, you know, obviously he's in a 450 class now, but maybe that means he likes the, the track, you know. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. I also don't sleep on uh, Zach Osborne, who um, has raced Bud's Creek quite a bit. Um, of course, we all saw his massive fade when he rode KTMs when he was snack pack, but not now. He's not going to do that now. But he's good at Bud's Creek. He's ridden it a lot as an amateur, and uh, he's going to probably be – he'll be back on his first first time – on the track, although did he ride Designations in 07? I don't know. But Zach Osmond will be good this weekend. Zach Osmond will be quick. And, of course, he's doing the six days, which means he's completely insane. Um, James? Is this James? Yes, this is James. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks uh, thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. No, thanks for taking my call. I have a question about the, the PC team. Who do you think they're gonna, they will sign next year with, you know, I think Stavolos is going to be gone and... I assume Baggett's going to be jumping up next year. And what happens to a guy like Davalos if he has to go race the 450 class? Do you think there's many teams out there that are going to want to sign him? Well, uh, in talking to Mitch um, at High Point, he's basically going to probably be coming back with the same team. Uh, Davalos, he he thinks Davalos has activated a performance clause in his contract to bring him back for another year. Really? So he hasn't pointed out or anything like that. So he th- Davalos will be back. Hill had a two-year deal. He'll be back. Uh, Darren Durham signed a two-year deal after Supercross last year. So next year he'll be back. Baggett has a contract with Kawasaki for another year. Now, of course, the rumors are that he's sniffing around for a 450 ride. But uh, he's got a contract. He'll be back. So Adam Cien Cirillo will be on the team. So to me, Mitch is painted in a corner a little bit. Wow. I think he's going to have the same, same guys, of course, at, at Adam Cien Cirillo. Onto it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, based on this year, it's not looking that good for Mitch next year, but Cien Cirillo should be pretty damn good. And, right. and Durham Durham won a race before he got hurt, you know, so why can't he, at least, if barring injury, come back to that same level? And what about, like, uh, Joey Savassi? You think he'll get signed anywhere else? I do. I, I think I think Joey, uh, Jason Thomas disagrees with me, but uh, uh, I think Joey Savacci will. Um, be on the uh, on the KTM team. They're going to need a lights guy. If they have yep. a guy each each coast, if they have a guy on each coast, um, they're going to lose Roxon. They're going to have Muscan. So, I think um, I think they'll probably sign Savachi. I think this is a good look at and seeing how he does. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mitch is Mitch is kind of stuck right now. No doubt. You better hope Cien Cirillo can come through. All right, well, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, no worries, James. Thanks, man. All right. Um, All right, we're coming up with Steve Cox right away. Um, He's at the track at Bud's Creek, I believe, so maybe we can get a quick preview of uh, what's going on there. Brad, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? How's it going, Steve? Good, thanks for calling. Thanks, love the show. Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. All all your shows. Thanks to Fly. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to comment about uh, how the riders – like all year this year, we've heard complaints about the track. And are the tracks that bad, or is it because they're the field is so deep and it's just hard to pass? No, I mean I think the Buds Creek prep wasn't the greatest, but you know it 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 rained a lot, so I think there's something there to that. Um, hang yeah, on, we've had rain in the past, and it's. I don't know. They're just complaining supercross, motocross, everything. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, uh, they'll, they'll, the, the, the guys who win never usually complain too much, you know? Exactly. But uh, um, 
I, I don't think I think the prep at Bud's at, at High Point wasn't the greatest because they were preparing. You know, they got a lot of rain during the week, and they maybe didn't want to disc it up because it was so soft and and chewy. You know, moist. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think they've been fine. I mean, uh, yeah, I really don't think there's much complaint. They'd probably dump too much sand in the first turn at Lakewood. But, again, it's easy. It's always easy for a rider. Uh, they tightened up. A, they tightened up. Or, B, there's nowhere to pass. Just pay attention to that. They tightened yeah, up I, or there's nowhere to pass. That's the that's what you go for when you're a rider. Yeah. And you know what? If you're passing somebody, you're going to pass them no yeah. matter what. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, listen, I've been doing this for a long time, and you know, you, you, there are some cases where those guys are right, but uh, generally speaking, that's they got to look at something. It's hard to look in the mirror and just say you didn't didn't have it today. So exactly. Hey, Brad, do you uh, do you have anything from fly racing? Um, I actually wear fly gear. I have two sets of gear. Oh, fantastic! I don't even know if you're, you could be lying. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter because you've won the fly tour, right the fly tour roller gear bag, and a neat freak backpack. That is awesome from fly racing. So I'm going to put you on hold. And uh, Pookie, you'll get your info, and we'll get in touch with you, man. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, let's get to our uh, first guest here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, Steve Cox, what's going on, man? Hi. Now, are you <laughs> actually at the track right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm at, I'm at the track. I'm in my trailer sitting in, my, in here with my, my dog, Gus, sitting on the couch next to me, and my other dog, Gemma, laying on the tile, and my wife sitting over at the... Okay. Kitchen table. So how yeah. how is the track looking? How is it shaping up? The weather's supposed to be good. Yeah, the weather's, weather's good. It looks like, I mean, it, honestly, it just looks like typical, regular old what you expect from Bud's Creek. Yeah. That's what we're going to have. I mean, you know, outside of the torrential downpour that, like, you know, overflows the center lake and everybody has to <laughs> rush out of there for, for safety or whatever, yeah. which has happened. But right, right. No, it seems like it's going to be good. Right. Yeah, it's... uh. It's been good and bad there, for sure. It's going to be humid, right? It's always humid. It's always hot there. Oh, yeah. That's why I live in California. That's the one thing about this road trip is you uh, you tend to, you know, it helps you appreciate California where it's dry in yeah. the summertime. Right, right. <laughs> um, hey, uh, let's get to, before we get going, um, let's get to Bill here. Bill, what's going on, man? Thank you for calling in the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, just curious about the Jay Canada release from Moto Concepts. What uh... What was that all about, the medical advice he wasn't following? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I texted with Jake. Um, did you see that, Cox? No, I didn't see it, but, it, I mean, some mod's got to be going on. If, uh, it's weird, yeah. I hate to make fun, but, like, with some of the medical decisions Tony Alessi's made in the past, I kind of wonder, you know, yeah. what he must have been doing something completely insane. I don't. I don't know, Bill. Bill, Jake. Jake is saying that he just quit the team, okay. and and that Moto Concepts oh, okay. put that out there. But okay, so and I like Jake. Uh, he's a good guy. But no, if, he's if, fast, man. If, he was he is putting in some really strong results in Supercross and whatnot. If he just quit the team, why would Moto Concepts not just say we've agreed it, agreed to part ways? Like what? what like there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't. Like, they do weird stuff like that though. Like they always have. There's always been some. It, they don't just do like the standard thing that every other team in the world does. Well, you know, I I, I agree, but uh, I don't know why. Like, just say if your motor concepts just say we mutually agreed to part ways. We wish Jake well. End of story. Jake said, "I just." Or quit. maybe they look at it. Maybe they look at it like it's a negative on the team if somebody's quitting to just do nothing. You know, if they're quitting <laughs> right, or whatever, right. and so they're trying not to take the negative. Uh, you know, yeah. that way or something. I don't know. I don't know, Bill. Um. I think he'll latch on with somebody. He, he once his wrist heals up, he's too good to not find a home. With yeah, I somebody. remember last For year, sure. he kind of uh, like a couple rounds into the East Coast, he had a couple good finishes, and he, oh, yeah. he and he renewed with Moto Concept. Yep. You thought that was too early because his I stock did. was going to rise. I did think it was too early. He signed early, like two rounds into East Coast. He's like, "Where's my 2013 deal?" Um, yeah, it's weird though, Bill. I'm gonna, you know what? We're gonna talk to Jake uh, coming up real soon, probably Monday night on the Pulp Show, and right. uh, try to figure it out. But it's weird. I'm with you, Bill. I don't know. Okay, uh, thanks. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a weird deal. Uh, Cox, back to um, back to you. Yeah. I wanted to focus on the 250 class with you, and we got uh, Jason Wygan and Jason Thomas coming up right now. Steve Cox on the line, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, this weekend is the debut of Adam Cincerello. Finally, um, we're gonna see. Yeah, how about that? I know we're gonna see how this guy is does. What's your thoughts on him? On him missing that time? How he's going to do and all that? 
Well, honestly, you know, I guess there's qualifiers because I brought this up, and you know, I cover the pro circuit. You know, pro circuit as in pro where the pros race, not pros are good as in, you know, but whatever. Point is, is that um, I had brought up that, like, well, if you're going to miss four rounds of the Nationals, why wouldn't he just go ahead and race Loretta's and get that, like, the 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 record for most amateur title, titles locked up, you know, and then just show up after that, you know, might as well just do that since he's, like, tied at the top of that list or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Guyby immediately was like, Dude, he's got to qualify for the red. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, um, it's not ideal to oh. wait this long. That's for sure. Because everybody's been racing into place. They all know sort of where they stand against each other for the most part, and and all this stuff. And then to jump in the middle of that, you know, it's hard enough as a veteran who's been doing it for years and years and years in the middle of the season to just jump in. But when you're a rookie and it's your first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be tough. Like he's going to have a tough time. He's. It's not that he doesn't have the speed or anything like that, you know. Um, but it's still going to be very difficult for him. You know, I think he'll be in the top ten somewhere if he if he does well. You know. Oh, but, so so uh, I mean, I have him. I mean, I've been asked this a lot on Twitter and stuff. I have him in the top ten, almost no doubt. You know, without a big crash or a bike problem. You're saying it. it he's if he gets top ten, it, he may or may not get top ten. Like you're you're that. Sort of pessimistic. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't in. get if he doesn't get a really good start, like if mm-hmm. he starts say twenty fifth, then I don't know if ten top ten is really really realistic in right. in a moto like that. Yeah, you know, like I think if he starts in the top ten, he can stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that he's the type of guy that's going to come through from you know a bad start and and end up up there somewhere. Right, right. You know, but I also think that that given the right circumstances, if he gets a whole shot or something. Mm-hmm. You know, if the right guys are behind him in the beginning of the race, like he could actually win a moto too. Right, right. You know, like depending on on how long it takes Roxon and Tomac and Muskin and these guys to catch up. Uh, Will you know, Hon- to get up oh. into that spot. Will Hahn coming back? What do you What do you look for from him? He's done well in Buds and before. Oh no, Will's going to be fine. He's going to be fast. He'll be up there. You there? Lost Steve Cox. Which some people might say right now. Oh, oh, there he is. What? Oh, we <laughs> he lost just kept you. On talking. We just lost you for a minute. <laughs> Wait, didn't hear what you said about Will Hahn. Oh no, I was just saying that uh, that uh, um, that Will like the bikes are fast and yeah. he's likely to get good starts because he usually does get good starts. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you you know you put those together, he should be in the top five you know right. regularly, um, even with a strong field. You know, um, he's a veteran. He knows he knows what it's about. So. Um, um, you know, and and he's also got the confidence of actually having a championship at this point and stuff, which he's never had before. So right, uh, um, Tomac, Roxon, Moosecan, uh, Blake Baggett, somewhat Zach Osborne, somewhat. Those have been the guys that have been in your top five, um, pretty much every uh, every time, uh, yeah. at, at every race. Do you see? Oh, I guess you see Adam, Will Hahn, Those guys can get in there. Adam, yeah, I think they can, and, yeah. and obviously Durham's been knocking on that a bunch. You know, when he was when he was healthy, like um, the very first month of the year, I think he got six, and he was not, he was top five somewhere when um, he got taken out in the second moto. Um, somebody you. crossed over him or something. I forget who it was, yeah. but um, over jump and took him out, and then he's been suffering from the knee thing. But like there there are guys like that, and that's the thing about that class is that there's it seems like there's a dozen guys that are basically the same speed mm-hmm. once you get. Once you get behind those top four or five, there's a dozen guys that are exactly the same speed, it seems like. And and so, depending on starts or who's feeling it on a given day or whatever, any of those guys could get into the top five or, or you know, or, or mix it up up front if they get a whole shot or, or whatever it is. Like, they're, they're like all, they're all the same speed and they're, they're a tick, just a tick off of the top, top guys, you know, yeah. like not, not enough to, like, they're all close enough that it would take, Ken Roxon on a good day a while to get around them. Like mm-hmm. they can't just ride around these guys, you know. Right. So, do you are you surprised? Um, are you surprised at me as I am at Moose Can having two wins so far? Uh, I'm surprised he won a moto. <laughs> I mean, his two his two overalls prior to that were both like two twos or yeah. a three two and a two two or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unadilla and then this one and and but no, I mean. I think that it's the same thing, you know. It, it, this is what he did when he was in Europe. He he started just dominating, and once his he got his head straight and everything, and he had the confidence to 
to do it. He just started winning all the time, and he did it in Supercross this year when he start he won one, and then he just started winning them. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know the outdoors is kind of turning out to be the same thing. And the fact that he held off Ken Roxon in that second moto for that whole time, you know, just did a straight sprint to keep that, that was you know his teammate impressive. behind him. Yeah, it was really impressive. And and you know I just think that it's. It's cliche. It's one of those motocross cliches, but it's it's that way because it's true that you basically just have to, um, you know, as soon as these guys believe in themselves and they believe that they belong up there, then they're up there, right. and that's really the difference. And I think that honestly, that's what that's what I think you would get from a Darren Durham or any of these other guys that we were talking about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if they if all of a sudden they had you know some confidence thrown at them because they pulled off a moto win or a couple podium overalls or whatever. Like all of a sudden they would be up there all the time. That's all it would take. It's not like they're slower or less prepared or anything like that. It's all in their head. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you got a question or a comment about the Nationals, We're talking to Steve Cox, uh, Moto Media photographer and journalist extraordinaire, uh, about the two fifty class. We're going to cover the two fifty class with with Steve and uh, Blake Baggett. Do you do you talk to him much? Do you, is it his wrist? He's not making any excuses, but there's no doubt he's not the same guy. No, it's definitely his wrist. Um, yeah, I do talk to him um, quite often. He's a he's a good kid, you know. He's a nice kid, and um, you know he's a lot like Eli Tomac. I mean, Roxon and Muskin are probably the same way too. Um, but I just haven't talked to him about it this way. But Tomac and Baggett have both said that like they hate losing at chess. Like it doesn't matter what it is they're doing; they're trying to win, and they get pissed off if they lose. And um, and that's the way that that uh, Blake Baggett is, and you know he he's pissed off, even though he has a wrist that like has ten percent movement in it, and they say it could take up to a year to completely heal. Okay, um, he's dealing with that, and it, it, he's still angry, you know, that he that he can't beat these guys and stuff. And I kind of think that's cool, but at the same time, like I've actually asked him, you know, if he feels like he's being fair to himself, you know. Because he's out there on a, a wrist that doesn't hardly work, and you know these other guys don't have that handicap, you know. But uh, he he doesn't seem to care. He just wants to win, and every time he doesn't win, he's angry about it. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do you see him like? Okay, so you think it's his wrist? And kudos to him. He's not. Yeah. He's not telling everybody. I mean, I might get a blimp and fly a a banner over top of the track and let everybody know that I can't. I'm not riding the same due to my yeah, wrist. Yeah, well, that, but that's the thing, though. Is it's like you know, he's never really raced with a, with an injury like this before, where he's had to sort of deal with it all the time like this, and it's such a big deal. Um, but at the same time, he flat out has told me, "I'm not making excuses for myself." He's right. like, "I'm not making excuses. Those guys beat me." You know, so ultimately, he's he's shouldering the responsibility, whether he deserves it or not. And like you were talking about, you know, earlier. Uh, that's kind of the opposite of what you usually get from racers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you yeah. get the, hey, it's not my fault. The bike, this or the yeah. or the track or the, you know, whatever. I got tight because of blah blah blah. Or there's right. always something. But with him, he's actually got a legit excuse yeah, built yeah. in, and he won't and he won't use it. So do you? If he keeps doing what he's doing, which is you know not winning, not really coming close. Uh, the points gap is growing and growing. When does he pack it in, or does he pack it in and call it a summer? I don't. I honestly, I can't see him even doing that. But okay. I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't blame him for it. Right. You know. But well, there comes a point where I, I you know you got to worry about Supercross in 2014. Yeah, but even then, like you know, I guess if it's that's something that it's got to be decided between him and Mitch and and whatever else. Because the truth of it is, is that. Um, him and his doctor and the guys on the inside really know, because he told me it's a year to completely heal, but what if they're doing more damage? What if he's actually hurting him more um, by racing with it? And I don't know that that's true. Nobody said that, so I want to make sure that that's clear. But what if? If that's true, then certainly after you're out of the title chase, you would just be like, you know what, forget it, and yeah. you pack it in, right, because you don't want to hurt future stuff. Yeah. But the reality is, is if his if his wrist isn't getting worse because of it, if it's not, like if he's not beating it up and it's becoming harder, you know, to heal or anything like that, then yeah. I don't think he would quit. I don't think he quits just because he can't win. I think right. I think he races because he, he that's his job that, and that's what he does. He's and that's a, what he wants to do. Right. Yeah, he's a racer. Um, hey, uh, Alex Martin, the eleven ten mods team finally threw in the towel. They're done. 
Um, and I feel sorry for Chad Sanders, a friend of mine, and I feel bad yeah. for him, and I feel bad for, for Yamaha because now the Velocity 3 team and now this 11-10 thing has just collapsed into flames. Anyways, Alex Martin and Brady Kiesel or Kiesel, Kiesel will be on uh, Rock yeah. River. Do you look for maybe Alex Martin? He's been practicing on a 450 during the week. Uh, do you look for maybe Alex to get back to a level that he, we've seen him at in the past? You know, I honestly don't know a lot about the – I mean, I know Chad Sanders is a buddy of mine, too. I've known him since he was back with, you know, Factory Connection as a ranch. And, you know, I, I was I watched him, like, qualify as a racer a few years ago and stuff like that for national and just kind of to show that he could or whatever. And mm-hmm. He's a really good dude. Um, you know, it's funny because I thought in the beginning that eleven ten team was basically funded by um, the the – that kid's dad, uh, man, uh, four twelve. I know his number. His number is four twelve. Kilbarger. Um, yeah, Kilbarger. Yeah, yeah. So it was like Kilbarger or something or other. Like was basically yeah. funding the team at that point. Um, so I was honestly surprised that it like popped back out as you know a Yamaha team without Kilbarger involved and all this other stuff. So um, I guess to even last this long is is you know maybe yeah. a testament to to that. But I mean, racing is expensive. And, um, yes. you know, even, even to not win, it, it costs a lot of money. So I could totally, you know, I, I don't know why it happened. Um, and, and honestly, I don't even know if Alex is, if Alex is really healthy cause he, you know, he was hurt, um, you know, through supercross and everything else. And, and, and what about the confidence side of, you know, he's flat out said that his brother's faster than him when they ride together. So yeah. like yeah. that probably is a easy, <laughs> To line up knowing that the guy, you know, that your brother at yeah. least is faster than you. Like, it's not, that's not a good way to go racing. Uh, probably, Jeff, so. Jeff Alessi did it for a decade. Um, yeah, yeah, but he was never expected to actually, like, he good point. He wasn't really his own man. He was a, he was a trail along with Mike, right? So, uh, All right, Cox, before um, we let you go, um, who's, who's got this 250 title? Who's going to stand, uh, who's going to stand on top of the, the podium at the end of the year? Dude, that is, if I was to guess, um, I mean, Roxon probably, but but the the only caveat to that, like I believe it's down to Roxon and Tomac. I know Muskin's doing really well, and mm-hmm. and he could definitely prove me wrong. Baggett, you know, I, if 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 this weekend off did him a lot of good, we'll probably see it this week and yeah. you know this weekend in Bud's Creek. Right. Um, but but like Tomac has had like legitimate issues with all the like most of the races he's lost to to Roxon, you know, whether he just started way behind him or, mm-hmm. or whatever else, um, you know, had falls or this or that. So like, you know, I feel like if Tomac could all of a sudden like start putting together races, then he'd be pretty much unstoppable. I don't think even Roxon can beat him. But the problem is, is Roxon's whole racing program from the start of the race to the finish of the race is just better than Tomac's right now for right. whatever reason. You know, he's, he's keeping it together. He's not having those issues. The bad starts or this or that that really affect him, you know, really, really badly. So, um, I mean, if it continues like this and it's Roxon, Roxon's going to win the title and he's already won one this year. So, um, yeah. you know, and obviously those two have like a special sort of rivalry already, mm-hmm. but, but Tomac, honestly, I think is faster. Like Tomac is flat out faster. I think it's so just, too. Yeah. But, but, but he, yeah. you got to start, you got to get up there. Yeah, you got to be up there with the guy. Otherwise, you know, you're basically giving the race race away before it it happens. And and his bikes are fast enough to do it. So whatever's going on is him. I think you know right. he's he's just not getting it done off the start. Right. Uh, Steve Cox, uh, have fun at Bud's Creek. Thank you for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. I will see you this weekend and uh, come back on at some point. Uh, all right, all right. Give me a hug when I see you. Um, no, that's creepy. But I'll just say hi. All right. Bye. Thanks. See ya. All right, everybody, that's, uh, that's Steve Cox. Uh, he's at the track right now hanging out, and uh, you're race- listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, hey, Pulp MX fans, Fly Racing is all about sharing with their fans, and as a result, they created the Flywall, a fun way for you to share your photos on the Fly Racing uh, website. Simply head over to flyracing.com, look for the Flywall menu in the upper right of the homepage, Choose post a pic, upload a photo of yourself in the favorite fly racing gear. You can even apply Instagram-like photo filters or choose a photo from one of your Facebook uh, photos, which is kind of cool. It's all interaction. Um, 
We appreciate that for uh, if you're one of those social media guys. You can even apply Instagram-like photos, uh, Facebook photos. Once approved, your photo will show up on the flywall. It's as simple as that. So head on over to flyracing.com, upload your photo for a chance to be featured on the flywall. And while you're online, make sure you follow Fly Racing on Facebook and Fly Racing USA, at Fly Racing USA on Twitter and Instagram. See you at the track and on the flywall. Thanks, uh, thanks to Fly for coming on. You're listening to the Moto 60 Show. We've already given away a Fly to a roller gear bag and a neat freak backpack. Courtesy of our folks at flyracing.com. So Cox thinks uh, Durham, thanks Will Hahn, thinks Adam Cincerello can get up there with a start. Uh, in the 250 class and break up the Baggett, Tomac, Roxon, Muscan uh, parade at the front. What do you guys think? 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call here and uh, let me know what you think. Alex Martin on the Rock River team. Brady Kiesel now on the Rock River team. Uh, 1110 mods folded up. As well, Jake Canada released from Moto Concepts. So that's a couple of developments in the sport that just happened uh, this week. Wanted to get... Cox's take on Jeremy Martin and Cooper Webb, but we just ran out of time with with him, with them. Um, Webb seems to be a bit faster. Martin is steady. Um, they're kind of a dichotomy, I think. Both guys, one guy's flashy, one guy's got the speed, one guy's solid, steady. They both appear to be pretty quick, but uh, there's not much to choose from in between those two guys, between Cooper Cooper Webb and uh, Jeremy Martin. And props to the Star Racing team there. Certainly doing well um, this year. Turned it around. Kyle Cunningham also is doing well. Let me see if Kyle Cunningham is in the points. Tenth place in the points. So, Star Racing Yamaha, after years of sucking badly, has three riders in the uh, in the top ten, which is pretty damn good. Uh, good job to those guys. Uh, looks like the future is bright. Um, we're going to concentrate on a 450 class here on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. And with that, i got to have a couple of 450 experts. Jason Wygant. Uh, am I really a 450 expert? Yeah, you know, right. you know nothing about 250s. I don't. I don't. No. Um, you know what, though? There's a lot of sports that work that way. I watch all the MotoGP races, but I don't watch Moto2 or Moto3 or whatever the heck else they call it. So yeah. Yeah, I don't watch Nationwide. I don't watch uh, Camping World Truck Series. You know what I'm saying? I'm just top of the line. <laughs> just, just the very best of the best. I don't follow AAA. I only follow the major leagues. Right, right. See, there we go. Um, yep. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. All right. So we had Cox on to talk about 250 class yet, but I did. Uh, welcome to the show, by the way. Appreciate you coming on. I can't believe it took four or five episodes for me to even get on. Wow, kind of strange. You're you're that far. You're that far down on the. You're that far I, down. I, I'm I'm no button or villain or whoever the heck you've had. I don't pay attention. Emig <laughs> uh, button. <laughs> JT. Uh, you know, truly not to be honest. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, so hey, what uh, we got uh, 450s coming up and yep. uh, Bud's Creek. First of all, what's your favorite Bud's Creek memory before we get too far into it? Oh, I, is anyone not going to say 2007 Motocross of Nations? Would anyone answer beyond that besides Bud's Creek first moto 2003? You uh, only. Well, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. That the uh, even Timmy would probably say donations of seven. Yeah, maybe, huh? Perhaps <laughs> that's pretty hard to top. Um, there was nothing better than that uh, donations. And I know that they came back in Colorado, and they'll have it at Glen Helen in a few years. But but it had been twenty years at that point. You'll never build up that kind of anticipation. And everyone brought it. The the, the European fans brought it. The American fans brought it. Um, that Saturday night was one of the blurriest, haziest, craziest, most fun Saturday <laughs> nights ever. And I don't know how I was able to work um, on Sunday, but I pulled it off. Tim Cotter brought it in the announcer's tower as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the Golden Pipes. Uh, <laughs> who knew how well he could sing? And not just announce, and, but sing. And the words USA float off the tongue. He Very said, well. I, on Saturday after those qualifying races, I said to Cotter, I'm like, man, aren't you laying on a little thick here? Like, <laughs> when Ferry took the lead in his qualifier, he didn't say he took the lead. He literally sang God Bless America. <laughs> right. He sang it instead right. of announcing. And I said, aren't you laying it on a little thick? And he's like, they told me the thicker the better. That's how you get these people fired up. And I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> right. months later, or a month later at the uh, – uh, they still the U.S. Open back then. I'm at the U.S. Open. And I saw um, – What's his name? Marini from uh, Motocross Italy. 
Um, Mario yeah, Marini. Mario Marini, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he knows the SIM guys. I think he's tight with Luongo and everybody. And uh, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, is Tim Cotterbuck going to be here this weekend? And I'm like, I don't think so. He's like, what he did at the donations was totally out of line, totally classless. <laughs> I like the and accent, like, too, by the way. He, he said you guys told him to do that. He right. said the Italians told him to do that. Uh-huh. We would never tell him to do something that's classless. <laughs> it was awesome. Right, right. Uh, welcome to the show, JT. Thanks for coming on. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. What's happening out there? Well, we are, I'm asking for the best Bud's Creek memories. Wygants is the stupid does nations. Uh, minus, oh, yeah, they're terrible. That was my, terrible donations. Yeah, my, horrible event. Minus 2003, Bud's Creek, first moto. Who can forget? And uh, yours would probably be when you got fifth. Yeah, I would have to say that's pretty selfish, though, to say that. I would. The designations was pretty dang cool, though, just because we beat everybody down so bad. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I liked, <laughs> another thing I liked about Tim Cotter's announcing was, as uh, was it Ramon that was the MX world yeah. champion then? Uh, Ramon had won. That was the year that Coppins had the title okay. in his back pocket. Right. So, every, so basically every time Ferry, Langston, anyone who has anything to do with uh, American motocross, um, Tim Carter let the world know at Bud's Creek that the world <laughs> champion was now getting passed by you know, our title winner, our <laughs> second-placed rider, our rider who won an Eastern Regional Supercross, um, you know, and so on and so on. Yeah, when he started claiming Langston as – our American national champion. <laughs> like, man, they are reaching. But there really wasn't much to talk about as far as the battle for the win. Um, it yeah. was like over in about 10 minutes. Yeah, so yeah there was. There really wasn't much else to go uh, with to get those people fired up. We got a question earlier from Emma um, asking me, at their peak, who beats who, RV or RC? Of course, that's what we do. We, we bench race, and I, I said RC would do it. Uh, do you guys agree? Outdoors? Yeah, I'm going to agree because um, even though they did, you know, RV did beat them at the designations, but I, at the legendary Bud's Creek 07 donations, right? Yeah, um, I, I always say when it comes down to that level, you actually have to look not at the wins, but at a, but at the losses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a when it, the bigger deal it becomes for you when you actually lose, that shows you what level you're on. Uh, a lot of guys have won a lot of races, but if you look at Carmichael toward the whatever. Last couple years of his career, when he's on a 450 and stuff, he almost never lost ever. Like, couldn't be beaten. I mean, it was getting ridiculous that 07 season yeah. when he was racing half the races. It wasn't even. And there was this guy named James Stewart going balls out behind him. Yeah, right. yeah, and he still couldn't get him. He he won all six of the races that he entered that year. He had perfect. Well, season. I'm going to have to interject a little bit because Stewart had him beat a couple times. Uh, he crashed with like a lap and a half to go at Red Bud. He had him be just straight up beat him the whole moto. Um, you could argue so, that he may have beat him at, at Southwick um, when his bike exploded. So I, I think there were times where he beat him. Results may have shown he, he got beat. He you know he won, but right. it, I think that's a fair representation. Okay, yeah. I, I say this: you're pointing out one or two races in a couple-year span where the dude might have been beat. That proves just how rarely he lost, which to me proves that it's superior. I mean, there's no doubt Villapoto's going good, but it's like earth-shattering when anyone could potentially beat Carmichael one time. Bud's Creek, 2003 first moto. That's why you're still talking about it 10 years later. It's, it's not point. like when Dungey won at Muddy yeah. Creek, we were like, I cannot believe this. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Villapoto did right. not win. Right. So are, are we are we talking about who was more dominant in their peak or who was faster you know, at their peak? Let's talk about 2013 Bud's Creek. I think they become I think the same thing. RV would win. I think that this sport is elevated. Thing. The speed is faster, and it's just natural progression. Bikes are better. Um, it's it's not just, it's not Ricky's fault. It's like saying, would Ricky Johnson beat? Ryan Villapoto at their peak. Well, I mean, the bikes have evolved so much and the techniques have gotten so much better because of that. It's not really a fair fight. Uh, Luke wants to chime in about the designations. Luke, what's up? Thank you for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. What's up? Um, I think it's pretty assumed that the 450 guys for the designations are set between Dungey and Villapoto, assuming neither gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you put on the 250? Tomac, I think. Tomac or Baggett, and I think Tomac is going to be better than Baggett at the end of the year, so I think you put Tomac on there, guys. 
you know what might complicate that a little bit? Mm. Um, what if Tomac does end up signing with a different team? Uh, so issue at all? No, I don't think so. No, it's at the end of the, it's you know a couple of weeks after the last national. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, his contract shouldn't be up by then anyway. Right, yeah, he probably will do the Monster Cup on a on a Geico bike. No, maybe I don't think I don't think that'll happen. But okay. I think well, just... no contracts end typically before September thirty first. Like that's the earliest I possibly have heard of. Right. So that still um, falls under the, the Geico deal, and you... they have a competitive two fifty program and all that stuff. Uh, something that could hold up. You know, Mitch Payton is a huge part of Team USA, always has been. When's – no? Okay, Kennard didn't go. Or Kennard went, no Mitch guy went, right? But it was at Lakewood, and he had Dean Wilson, and he had Rat Trey and stuff. But generally speaking – one yeah, of yeah, per, yeah, one of Mitch, uh, Mitch Payton's guys get to go. There are politics involved. You know, Roger DeCoster has gone on the record as saying he won't pick James Stewart, so – um, there's politics involved, Luke, uh, for the decision. But I got to think that unless Baggett turns it around here, um, Tomac's the guy. Well, okay, what about this theory of okay. Barsha? Um, well, we moved Barsha up last year from a light spike to a 450. Do um, you think he would throw a fit and would rather not go, or would he rather ride a 250 and go? Uh, I think he would ride a 250 and go, but... I don't think he can throw a fit. He's really not in that kind of... Yeah. Uh, situa- he doesn't have leverage like that. He can throw a fit all he wants. I just don't think anybody will care. <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, by, by the way, guys, that 24-year-old uh, rule is gone for Nations this year. So that opens up, you know, just opens up other countries and stuff. You know, it should be a little more exciting. Oh, that, that's much better for the yeah for, for the uh, other nations. Yeah, it's Australia, not, you know, for example. Riders. Yeah, that's good. Australia can put Medi on a light spike or something. Right. So that's, um, so that's interesting. But uh, – Barsha's a good pick. If Tomac doesn't want to go, gets hurt, slash Baggett not available, sure. I think you could move Barsha down, Luke, for sure. All right. Cool. Thanks, I man. Think, well, I, I, and I agree. But it would have to be because of one of those things. They wouldn't just do it. Right, right. You know? Yeah. That's, I don't think that's a really viable option unless it's absolutely necessary. What about we try to make Kenny Rocks an American citizen somehow? Uh, he's been surfing and throwing right. pitches at baseball games. He's trying his best. Yes, exactly. He's going dating an American girlfriend. He got American uh, girl, as opposed to American guy. But uh, uh, Bill, Bill, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Um, you were asking about who uh, would be the next front runner in the 250 class, and I thought uh, Zachy Poo uh, has shown the speed this year. It's just a matter of like, getting his arm pump under control. Uh, Zach Osborne has committed to uh, the ISDE. It's the same time as the Demore Constellations, so somehow, okay. I, I, you know, I, don't, I think he's going to go there, and maybe he gets okay. selected. Maybe maybe everything changes, but I would think the ISD would be something you'd got to lock in early. So, wasn't he always like a Team Puerto Rico? He was right yeah. in, can, and so can he ride for USA? I don't even know how those rules work because I believe with Dean Wilson, there's some sort of if you you can change countries one time. Okay, so I don't know. All right. Well, being a U.S. yeah, having a U.S. passport, I thought maybe he could just shoot right in. You know, depending on yeah. the track he's familiar with, being overseas. Yeah, maybe. All right, thanks, Bill. Okay, thanks. All right, Evan, what's going on? Thank you for calling the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Oh, uh, thank you, guys. Um, I had a comment about the the points after reading uh, four hundred and fifty words by Weege this week. About wow, how he said, somebody uh, reads that. Thanks. It's terrible. I, I read it. it was terrible. Well, um, the similarities between this year and last year. So I. I looked through the got looking into the points after four rounds this year and after four rounds last year. After four rounds last year, Dungey and Stewart were the you know, main guys, but Stewart wasn't there anymore. And Dungey had a forty five point lead on third place. Um and this year after four rounds, Dungey and Villapoto are the guys up front I mean Villapoto's in the lead, but now this year Villapoto has a forty five point lead on the third place guy this year, and also the another similarity this year and last year, the guy that's in fifth last year after four rounds, and the guy that's in fifth this year, two different guys obviously, the guy that's in fifth this year after four rounds, both had 116 points. It's just funny how how many different riders are in mm-hmm. different positions from last year to this year, yet the points are still right. still equal out. I mean even out. Almost, you know, it's just crazy like that. It's funny. Interesting. Um, yeah. 
another thing I wanted to ask Weege about was the the hula hoop girl at High Point that had you and uh, Emig a little bit speechless there right before the first 250 moto. Uh, what were you guys uh, talking about off the air after that? Yeah, we actually, that, that's perfect that you said it that way because they actually got her, th- those shots were taken during commercial. We were away at break, and then they found her, and then they held the clip and then played it again when we came back on the air. Um, there was a time, by the way, that uh, we know the first motors on the Internet, and sometimes the audio and everything starts like an hour before the first moto, and people are just listening to stuff we're talking about unbeknownst to us. Oh. Uh, it was really bad back in the David Bailey days where my dad one time called me and said, you know I can see them nailing David Bailey down to the set and then dudes lifting him up and carrying him away. Like, I can see all that on the Internet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's really behind-the-scenes stuff you shouldn't be seeing. So one time we were actually talking about J-Law, and the conversation was getting worse and worse and worse. And then people start calling Emig and I, and I'm like, why are they calling us? They know we're doing a show. Stop calling my phone. <laughs> and then Davey runs in, and he's like, everything you're saying is being heard on the Internet. Stop. Because <laughs> you can imagine J-Law conversations off the record yeah. a little bit right. a little bit far. Yeah. So, yeah, very similar in this situation, but luckily we knew we were at commercial. You guys are like, I walked by an orgy last night, and J-Law was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Things like that. Yeah. Um, seen, it. seen it before. Uh all right, thanks, Evan. All right, take it easy, guys. Thank you. Uh, bye bye. Hey guys, quick, quick, uh, quick uh, quiz here. Wygant, who got second last year at Bud's Creek in the 450 class? Uh, did they even have a race beyond first? They did. I, I, I don't even know. Stewart was out, and Villapoto and Reed weren't racing. So okay, JT. They, they... Uh, I actually do know who it is, but okay. Oh. Yeah, it was his first outdoor podium, correct? Uh, no, he got one of the lights back, I think. No, At that didn't. same track, I believe. I don't believe he did. I believe he did. I don't believe he did. I think he did. Okay, listen, it's uh, Brock Dickel. Yeah, it was his first uh, yeah. podium ever, ever. Um, Brock Dickel, uh, great ride by him. He, and he, I know he's done well at Bud's Creek before on the lights bike. Why get at some point? We're going to have to look this up. Um, podium in a moto, not overall. Oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay, we're splitting hairs now here. Um. So he obviously likes to track JT. Does he? I don't think he gets second, but can he step it up from where he's been? I'm not sure. We we thought the same thing with uh, Colorado, where he was really good last year, and there was absolutely no difference. Maybe worse, to be honest, in his results. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm not ready to you know. And we thought the same thing going into Muddy Creek. He's not. He's from not far away. And results weren't any better, so uh, I'm not really willing to go out on a limb yet and say that you know we're just going to see a turnaround because you know until it starts turn around, nothing else is going to turn around. I've been told to not say step it up by my producer. So, um, you have a producer? Yeah, I do. Oh, um, why can't? What do you think? Uh, you know, it's funny. Tickle actually said after he got that podium last week that that was his home race. You know that. So last year, we might want to oh, turn yeah. a Jason Anderson-like investigation here. Right, right. Yeah, from Cary, North Carolina, Bud's Creek is his home track. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it's so deep, and that's what that 450 words I put in this year went to illustrate. I don't think riders like Weimer, Tickle, Short are riding way, way worse than they were a year ago. But there's just so many more guys in there, you can make a dramatic improvement, and it's still not going to show. I don't think yeah. it necessarily means you get third anymore. Right. Um. Okay, on, on to uh, Tyler Rattray. He talked a lot about bike changes at High Point. He went 4-4, by far his best uh, race of the year. Wygant, he got third overall. Is this Was this a breakthrough? Was this something we can build on? Or is this... Uh, yes, but it's the same thing as the other guys. Yeah. This means he's riding better and the bike is better for sure. But I think that whole group is so tight that there's... No reason that that 4-4 couldn't be an 8-8 this weekend and he could ride about the same. You know what I mean? On that second moto, he was doing everything he could to try to run down Alessi. And we know that Alessi's a good starter, maybe not the best finisher. Rattray's the exact opposite. And he couldn't get Alessi. And that's just because the level between all these guys is so close. So it's just splitting hairs between a 4-4 and an 8-8 with that that group. So I'm guessing then, JT, I was going to ask you about Alessi. He's gotten better since that terrible hangtown. Um are you in the, are you ready to put Alessi in the uh Barsha Kennard 
Stewart battle? I think he's in the the, the Canard battle, um, but I think Barsha's kind of risen above those guys a little bit. I know he had a bad moto at Mount Morris, the second one, but he's been consistently a little bit better, I think. Um, but he's he's obviously improving. I think this is what we kind of expected from the get-go. So, uh, you know, starts are, starts are everything for Mike. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I can pretty much tell you what Mike's going to do after the, you know, within the first 500 yards of the race. I think it's <laughs> right. pretty easy to do. Is uh is your guy Chad Reed gonna be better? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean he claims he is. He's been riding, so okay. I don't know. It's 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 been really uh there hasn't been a ton of information. Like the the least you know, you don't know much and I don't know much really, so right. uh I guess I'll find out when you do, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Kyle Chisholm for an interview for Racer X and Kyle was at Chad's house and as we were talking, he was Chad was yelling in the background for me to call Stu and What's Stu doing? And so maybe if his mood is any indication, he's happier, you know? Um, <laughs> well, he's, to be honest, he's been pretty okay with the whole deal. Yeah. I know he's frustrated, but, right. um, man, you know, I thought he would be a lot more. I think he just he just kind of resigned to the fact that there wasn't much he could do about it and just got to take it, take his lumps right now. Yeah. So huh. I, I hope I hope he's back out there. It's good for everyone. It's good for, you know, the series, and, you know, he yeah. he's good for the sport. You why know, being Chad Reed? Why can't seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven? Call in if you have a question for uh, these two great moto knowledge kings on the line. Why can't uh, James Stewart? What um, what are we thinking? What do we what do we know? Bubba bringing Bubba back. He Bubba said that. Freak. Yeah. Uh, you guys didn't quite agree with me on that. I thought when we did our podcast at our high point, I thought that the second moto was a a positive sign, a sign of life. I don't know if that means Stewart's going to be able to go out and beat Filippoto Dungy straight up for 30 plus two, but I think it was a big step from battling, you know, to try to just get 11th in the first moto but, or where he was at Tennessee. That was not that good either. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more out of him. Will he win a moto? I'm not sure, but he should be much more competitive, I think. James Stewart, much more competitive. I, it is a bizarre <laughs> world. It is a bizarre world. Everyone said, why does he have to be winner crash? Well, he's not <laughs> doing either. He should be much more competitive. Well, let's, let's hope so. But <sighs> He's just trying to find some speed. Look, JT, he was going to get passed by Dungy and Villapoto in that moto, regardless of his bike problems, So, and, get, and probably get a third. So, JT, do you, like we talked about Rattray and Alessi just being one of those guys and how they start, is that where James Stewart is? He's just one of those guys. If he gets a well, start, the start, I, I thought he meant he was bringing Bubba Burgers back, but oh. um, now that we've like gone, that? yeah, I'm, my head is kind of spinning in this kind of this new information that's come to light. Uh, but to be fair to James, I think he does have more speed than the rest of the guys that we've talked about. Okay, um, it's just He's trying to be competitive. You know, He's just trying to be competitive. Well, it just seems that you know it used to not matter for James Stewart, and now kind of the stars have to align to see that. Uh, like Atlanta Supercross this year, it was just like out of nowhere. He just mm-hmm. ran away. Nobody could touch him, you know. Um, and I, for for a lap, you almost you almost saw that again at Mount Morris. So I think the the ability's still there. It's just he has to be in shape, and all these things have to kind of be perfect. And I don't know that in two weeks you can uh, find thirty five minutes. When, when he basically only had 10 or 15 of that speed before. So we'll see, though. I mean, uh, like I said, the same with Chad Reed, the same with James Stewart. Mm-hmm. The more guys that can get up and battle with the Villapoto and Dungy train, the better for everyone. Well said. Uh, JT, the week off, does it help or hurt certain guys? What does it do? How does it affect the series? Really, I think the only people that could, the only person that could possibly hurt is Villapoto because he's just had everybody covered. Everybody else, you can make the argument that it's, it's a positive thing and they they can find some way to improve or, oh, we can fix this or make the bike better, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Really, the only person I would just say, go, Poto, yeah, maybe, maybe you just want to go straight through these things because you're killing everyone. Everybody else is probably really happy about it. And, and whether it's misguided or maybe, you know, foolhardy or not, they're probably like, okay, it's time now. Like, we're, we're finally ready, you know. So uh, it's kind of like that, the same happens across every year where everybody comes to the first race thinking that they saw the puzzle and they're ready to win now. Uh-huh. Um, it always doesn't work out that way all the time, but I'm sure that's 
lot of people are feeling after a week off. Your phone's a little bit cutting in and out, or it sounds like a robot. Maybe you can move a little bit. Um, uh, why can't I'm glad to see now. I'm I'm driving the filthy Phil bandwagon. I'm driving it. I get on board. Whatever you want to do, there's no room in the driver's seat. I'm on it. But I'm glad to see you're finally coming around. Uh, soon you'll be with me on the Albertson thing, which you weren't. But yes, the Albertson is definitely proven. What is, in all seriousness, what is Filthy Phil's top level of finish? I mean, okay, like he can't beat Dungey, he can't beat Villapoto, he probably can't beat Barsha. Can he get a fourth, or is Canard just better? Is, is Alessi just better? What is Filthy Phil, the NFAB Yamaha, total privateer rider, moose racing uh, rider? Where, where is he? Can, where can he go? I think there's two different questions there as far as what's the absolute, like, result, like the best result he can get, and where did he actually fit in. I think result-wise, he could get a fourth before the year is up with the whatever, how many motors are left. Yeah. Like 16 motors are left. Yeah. I think he could get a fourth. Now, does that mean he'll become the fourth best rider? No, no, no. Yeah, that's no. not what I mean. Right. No. Yeah, but I think he can get a fourth because, uh, yeah, I think that Kennard and Barsha are, are level ahead just for example, but they could have a problem. You know, Kennard pretty much crashed out of a moto in Tennessee, for example. And I think Phil's going to get more consistent as he's getting these ace every week. Mm-hmm. And then one of these weeks you're an ace, maybe they're in seventh, and then other guys have problems. And next thing you know, boom, you get yourself a fourth once. I think it's totally doable. JT? No. Oh, no. Wow. What's up, hater? I'm not a hater. I'm just being, I'm <laughs> just giving my opinion. I do not think he will get a fourth this year <laughs> okay. in a moto. Um, before we wrap this thing up, Fly Racing Moto 60 show, uh, thoughts on a couple of things that happened this week. We, uh, Jake Canada, released from Moto Concepts. Yeah, and I don't think people even remember how that all started. Uh, he had a wrist injury, I guess, for a while. I don't even know where, where that began. But uh, he came to Colorado and was hurting, and then he went to the Astros truck, and they x-rayed it again, and that's when he realized it was uh, broken. So that's why he's been out in the first place. But uh, some of our reporters on the Racer X staff, some people, have even texted Jake, and it sounded like it wasn't just his injury and them letting him go because of that. Maybe he didn't want to be there. Well, it opens but, up a Pandora's box over what is the future of Moto Concepts. It's, I've already talked about it a little bit earlier. and Yeah, I did, talk, I did give yeah, it away that I spoke you. with Jake. But it's yep. very strange how Jake says he quit the team. Moto Concepts puts out a press release saying uh, you know, he, he did not follow the medical procedures. Like, if Jake just quit the team, then you just release something that says uh, we've mutually agreed to part ways and, and, and everything's great. I, that's why the truth is somewhere in the middle, probably. JT, would you agree? Like, I don't really get the press release and then Jake's reaction. Like, what, you know, same things are strange. Well, to be honest with you, I gave up long ago trying to figure out anything that Moto Concepts does or releases. <laughs> okay. Riders, press releases, hot tub, parts, anything. I I just read it, laugh, and then delete. Right. Yeah, but you're probably with, your best bet. But you're with me on that. It's something's something's not kosher. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Everything yeah. that they put out just seems kind of like, huh? You know, you look right, at it right. and reread it a few times because you think you missed something, and then you, yeah, just move on. Is is Jake Canada someone that you would hire, JT? Like someone who you think could do some damage in two fifties or four fifties? Yeah, I, I think he has a lot of promise. Yeah. Um, you know, this year hasn't. I don't think was as good for him as it could have been, but. Moving forward, I, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of team managers out there that have the idea that they could take Jay Canada and mold him into something because he came from nowhere and then was running top five in Supercross and top ten in outdoors out of nowhere. I mean, that, that talent's right. kind of hard to find. Villeman, Villeman found him in a deep field. Yeah, sure he did. Uh, Weege, okay, the other bit of news came out broken by Racer X this week. Uh, 1110 mods, Yamaha is no more. Uh, the black flat black box fan has gone to box fan heaven. Um, the Alex Martin and Brady Kiesel are going to be on the Rock River team here going forward. What's your take on that? What do you think? Alex Martin hasn't been the same guy this year. He missed Supercross with an injury. Coming back, he hasn't been the same guy. What's your take on that? I don't think there's much new news there for eleven ten. We've been pretty much having our fun with them for months now, and this was almost the inevitable conclusion. Uh, so I think that story, we already know where that's gone. I do actually wonder how it will impact Rock River, which is a Yamaha team, but their, their role is kind of weird compared to most of their teams in the pits. They're actually kind of like a Yamaha mm-hmm. service parts uh, department at the track for privateers and things like that. Um, 
even when Ben LeMay was on the team and he was a pretty good rider with some pretty good results, even when he's there, he's still kind of on his own. He just uses their rig. It's, it's much more privateer than you think. Well, and, so I wonder and, if this is actually going to unlock more uh, factory-level race support for them going forward. And, and Kyle Chisholm mentioned, you know, if he comes back this summer, he'll be on the Rock River team. Just one of those things where they'll find a home for him. You know, the Yamaha guys will. Yeah, so I think it, in the end, the, the fallout of this story might not just be what went wrong for 11-10, but it might end up being a real coup for, uh, for Rock River. Well, JT, what get do more think? Yamaha support. Which JT, what do you think? Oh, uh, man, I think it's just a train wreck all the way around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Just, I think Yamaha's plans of how they were going to run this program with different teams, Velocity 3 and 11, has failed miserably. Uh, not really their fault, but just how it works that worked out and um yeah i, I hope that <clears throat> i hope for alex martin's sake that rock river works out for him and his bike holds together and he gets some results because i feel like he's you know he was injured in supercross and then now he's having trouble with outdoors and i'm just scared he's going to be left with nothing next year and uh man just it's almost a blessing in disguise that that you know the 11 10 guys have just basically bowed out because between Nicoletti last year and Alex Martin this year, it seems like they've kind of been doing a disservice to those guys almost. Interesting. Um, all right. Uh, There's one winner, Darren Durham. There's your one winner out of all this. <laughs> Good point. You're right. It worked just enough. Yeah. Got that leapfrog. And filthy a little bit. I mean, I guess it maybe hurt yeah. him at times because he wasn't signed up for one race and then he blew up a bunch, but at least it's something, right? Remind me to not get into team ownership if I have a bunch of money. If I ever, you know, get, get a lot of money. Um, or if you don't. Or if I don't. Either one. Either one. Just remind me. Um, Department of Random Questions. Kyle, uh, thanks for calling. What's your question for our uh, our co-host here? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? Whatever, uh, whatever became of Ben Riddle, you know? He used to be the man back in the uh, late 2000 or early 2000 amateur days. uh just kind of uh, didn't hear much from him after uh, uh, 2003, 2002. JT? Um, there's a few shows on like National Geographic and A&E and stuff concerning narcotics. I would oh, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep my eyes peeled for one of those. Maybe he'll pop up. Just uh, Kyle went down the wrong path, didn't have much success as a pro. Um, Cole Gress told me that Ben Riddle was going to change motocross. So there was some. People. Yeah, it seems like he was kind of a little before his. Uh, if he would have uh, come around during the four-stroke days, you know, he's such a big kid. Uh, uh, I think I, if he would have been around, uh, you know, like I said, when, when the when the transition was made to four-stroke to off of two-strokes, because uh, he was a big guy to be on that little 125, especially here in Supercross. You know? I don't think four-strokes keep you off trouble off the track, though. You know, but. Uh no no but uh, you know all right uh, thanks Tom. I, I just. Uh, I ran around a little with as an amateur, and I know he was really tired of getting hurt then. So, you know, that probably uh, didn't take long as a pro to, no. to set in on that end. So, okay. All right, well, thanks, guys, Tom. I appreciate it. All I'll right, keep listening to the show. Thank you. Uh, ben Riddle question. Whoever, when you woke up this morning, did you think you'd get a Ben Riddle question, Wygant? Do you really even need to say question, though? It's like just Ben Riddle, you know? That's a Ben Riddle. It's just riddled. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was not thinking that Ben Riddle would come out of the archives today. No, no, definitely not. Okay, guys, uh, fly racing, Riddle Moto, me, ben. fly racing, Moto sixty show. We're going into overtime here. Um, I have to, I have to pay my producer more, so we're, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Adam Cincirillo coming back this weekend. JT, what's his finishes? Come on, bro. Five nine. All right. Why well, can't? Go eight nine. All right, I'm gonna go seven ten. Ridiculous, so. Pookie. You got one one. One one, bro. Okay, stamp right. it. Yeah, great, fantastic. Glad to see. That. <laughs> Glad to see that corner of the room is not. You know, doesn't help you get smarter. Apparently, it has some sort of effect on you. <laughs> um, uh, and Will Hahn. Will Hahn's back. Can Will Hahn get an, inside the top five? Is Will Hahn Zach Osborne speed slash? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Slash Blake Baggett speed. Is Will Hahn there? Weege? Not in his first race back. No, but uh, I mean eventually. Yeah, I think he's in that, that mix. Um, it's kind of weird, those 250 results right now, where it's been the same top five in every single race, right? Right. 
but it's been ferocious battles. I mean, there's probably five other guys that could have been in the top five, and I'd say he could be right in that that type of group. You know, Anderson, the star racing guys. Mm-hmm. I don't see why Will wouldn't be in that group. All right. Um, JT, yeah, you think so? Uh, I think he has a little bit to prove outdoors. He hasn't really done too much. So I'm not going to just throw him in there just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the potential for him is there, but he hasn't really – done that that you know outdoors haven't really been a strong suit in the past so uh i'm not ready for that yet i'm gonna say towards the, the bottom of the top 10 maybe wow maybe hey, maybe 11 jt shitting on will Hahn. no not at all first race back you know hasn't done a ton outdoors before yeah. you know who's been turning turning some good rides in is bogle why again bogle's been pretty good yeah yeah bogle is and i think that the upside on bogle is that He's kind of looking for a breakthrough, some confidence, something to build on. You know, if he could have one good moto, and it could really move him forward. You know, and I, I think his upside is, is big because it's just kind of like a blank canvas right now. And right. It could go either way. All right, gentlemen. Thank you for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Uh, fun times. Uh, it's like our regular podcast, but with callers about Ben Riddle. So, it's just like that. Um, Thanks, guys. All right. See you guys. All right. See you, bud. All right. See you at Bud's Creek. Later, bros. All right, everybody. So um, that has been it. Jason Wygant, Jason Jason Thomas, Steve Cox on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Fly Racing, supported by Fly Racing, one of the fastest-growing MX and off-road riding apparel and hard park brands in the North American market, distributed in 40-plus countries worldwide. We thank you guys for listening. We thank you, uh, Fly Racing, for giving away the Fly Tour roller gear bag, Neat Freak backpack. Uh, who won that? Do we know? Bill? Yes, uh, Brad. Brad. Good job, Brad, for winning that. Thank you. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our listeners. Looking forward to Bud's Creek this weekend. We'll be back next Thursday with another show, the Fly Moto 60 show. Thanks, everybody. Go AC.